Escape to summer with Victoria's Secret's just-arrived collection of swim and other sun-ready silhouettes. Pack your bags with new styles from the Very Sexy Collection, like the made-to-be-seen Very Sexy push-up bra, in on-trend hues like green and citron and black shine. Rewind to the future with the VS Archives Swim Collection, inspired by Victoria's Secret's classic looks from the 90s and early 2000s. Plus, mix and match with their wide range of bikini tops and bottoms to find your dream suit. Shop now at your closest Victoria's Secret store or online at victoriasecret.com. Thinking of popping the question? Diamonds Direct has an offer you can't miss. This month only, buy a natural diamond engagement ring of one carat plus and receive a free natural one carat diamond tennis bracelet valued at $2,000. Imagine giving her the ring of her dreams and her wedding gift all at once. No one provides education, selection, and value like Diamonds Direct. Your chance to get a free tennis bracelet from your friends at Diamonds Direct won't last long. Details at DiamondsDirect.com. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Dearest listener, allow me to unveil a delightful secret. Snag Tights Craft Clothing that embraces every body shape. In a bold endeavor to revolutionize the fashion realm, Snag has triumphed. Permit me to draw your attention to the ingenious Chub Rub Shorts, crafted with moisture-wicking yarn, promising to keep you at least one degree cooler and utterly free from the discomfort of chafing. Free shipping on select orders. Thus, the more you snag, the more you save. Do not delay. Dear listener, experience the fashion revolution that is snag and visit snagtights.us today. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to Katie's Crib. Oh, I'm so excited about this episode because we are talking about social media and our kids. As you guys know, social media hasn't been around that long, but whoa, it is just a huge part of all of our lives and how we connect to each other. So you guys, some people, as you know, also, they share everything about their kids through social media, and some people really have opted out and they don't share anything at all, like me. (laughs) Um, Then there's everybody in between. We're not here to choose size of what's right or what's wrong, but we are here to talk about the best ways and inform you to help make the best decision for your family. So first, I'm going to talk to my friend, Melissa Fumero. You guys might know her from the Brooklyn Nine-Nine television show. She's a mom of a delicious two-year-old, and we talked to her about her specific approach to social media and screen time. And then I'm going to be talking to Dr. Vindia Fernandez. She's a child psychologist who's going to help us understand how parents, kids, social media can coexist in a healthy, responsible, and safe way. So here we go. I am so excited because I have yet another college friend mom sitting in my crib on my couch. Her name is Melissa Fumero. When I went to school with her, she was Melissa Gallo. I think we tested for a soap opera. We did. Oh my God. Because we didn't go, like June, Raphael, and Casey Wilson, we were both in Stella Adler. But Melissa Gallo, now Fumero, (laughs) was a musical theater genius in a different school at uh, NYU where we went. And so she was like a dancing, singing, acting machine. Yes. Which was not me. 
<laughs> um, and I think we first crossed paths. Were we at Stone Street School Film and Television together? I don't know. Yes. We were at Stone Street together. I feel like we had maybe like a few mutual arts. friends. Oh, yeah. oh, oh, oh. Like maybe classes. we had some liberal art classes together. That's Something. Good. And definitely mutual friends because I feel like I was weirdly, I would always be in classes with Adler people. Sure. Like the sure, academic sure, sure. stuff. Sure. Um, but yeah. But then, then we, we were, tested we tested for guiding light for guiding and light. you got it, right? No, no, we, no both we both it. didn't get it. Because you ended up on a soap that I went, ended up on One Life to Live. One Life to Live, people. <laughs> this test for a for a soap opera was the biggest deal. Like it was the we were deal. like seniors in college. We were so excited. Like we were so excited I'm that so someone nervous. was going to pay us to act. Yeah. Now look at you. You're a mom. You're on Brooklyn Nine Nine. <laughs> it's like all happening. It's um, crazy. I want to talk to you about a very triggering topic for me. We are talking this episode about social media mm-hmm. and children. And I know it's a little bit different than us than for people who might be listening because we have you know a little bit a life in the spotlight and things like that. But I literally have not made up my mind yet about what I want to do. So I'm selfishly having you on the show to ask <laughs> you how you came to the decision. Was it so not a big like there's a part of me that's like, well, just let it out because it's become such a big deal now that it's almost like you hear you don't want to make a big deal out of things because then they become a big deal yeah. for kids. Right. So tell me, um, first, before we get into the mom, tell me your relationship with social media at all. Are you into it? Are you not into it? Do you think it's stupid? Do you think it's important for your work? Like, what is your, do you look at it every day? What's your relationship with it? I definitely look at it every day. So do I. Yeah. <laughs> Nightmare. Um, yes. <laughs> and I look at it going, why am I doing this? Oh, yeah. Oh, um, yeah. It's terrible. I sort of see it as like my part-time job because I feel like it's so connected to what we do, yeah. and um, which is great. It's great to like even everything that just happened with Brooklyn where we got canceled and then we got saved. Having that like outpouring from fans on Twitter Made all and the being able to like connect with them over this thing that had happened in my real life was like amazing. So there's so many things. I would say I love social media more than I hate it. There's definitely days where I'm like, that's good. I want to delete everything and crawl into a cave. Um, but I feel like I've mostly had a positive experience on social media and I feel like it's really useful to actors and it's just, yeah, it's so much better. It's such a better way to connect with people than like, you know, back in the day, like we've been working for a while. Like yeah, you remember yeah, back yeah, in the yeah. day, like that you get like fan mail. Send me a photo. Send me a photo. And, with yeah. postage. You're like, oh my God, I have to pay for this postage. I mean, yeah, exactly. <laughs> this is so much better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um... And then, yeah, I mean, my son is... Do you think you would be on social media as much as you are if you weren't an actor? Like, were you a big... Before, let's say, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, were you big into Facebook? Were you big into... Yeah. In this way, keeping in touch with your family like I that? I think if I wasn't an actor, I don't think I would be on Twitter, mm-hmm. maybe. Um, Twitter, Instagram would go... You would... I, I feel the same way as you, actually. Yeah. Maybe Instagram. And then, like, I... I, I I loved Facebook Facebook for like, especially because I live on the West Coast and all my family's on the East Coast and it's just like a very convenient way to keep in touch with people. Totally agree. Totally agree. Um, so when you had your son, now my question is, because I'm way past this and Adam and I and all of you guys listening, yeah. a lot of the Scandal fans know this about me, that I'm very honest about, I have just no idea whether to post or not to post and is it a big deal or isn't it a big deal. So I'm finding like this is my research. Right. Um, <laughs> so when you got pregnant, was there even a conversation with your husband who, uh, was there also a conversation about like, we are going to do this, are we on the same page, were you on different pages? 
Did you think about it or was it just so not a big deal to you guys? I feel like we talked about it a little bit, but it wasn't a big topic. And then when he was born, we did talk about doing a post and we, and we, and I think we talked about like, do we show his face? Do we not show his face? Do we do a foot? Do we do a hand? But then I was like, oh, nobody like still looks like a newborn. Like newborns never look like they end up looking. So true. So I, then I, I. So you were like, fuck it. Let's just we'll do it just now. post his cute little face because it's not, it's only going to look like this for like a month or two. Or like then, a week. Or like a week. Right. And then he's totally going to change. So that's what we did. And then it was kind of a rolling conversation that I also would go back and forth and I still do. Because on the one hand, I feel like Enzo is a person, right? And he doesn't he doesn't get to add his voice or his opinion to this. Yeah, like mom, I don't want thing. you to post that photo. I don't want to be on social media. Sure, sure, like sure. what if he ends up being that kid, you know? Um, or what if he's the kid that's like, why didn't you post more pictures of me? Look how cute <laughs> I was. Like sure. you never know. But the point but right now I can't ask him. I can't ask his permission. He doesn't get to have a say in it. But also, it's like the time we live in, it's the age we live in, and and I feel like you can find an example of, you know, uh, a cool celebrity on either side. Oh, yeah. My husband like. is the biggest basketball fan of all time, and so he always goes back and forth like, Katie, there are the biggest right. basketball players in the world have nothing but, like, amazing long videos of their kids. Right. And so you guys really just had the conversation once he was born. It was like, how are we going to let this out into the yeah, world? Yeah, and it's sort of been, like, a rolling conversation. I think my husband has posted more pictures of him than I have. Um, because it's also such a strong urge. Sometimes you, like, take a super cute picture and you're like, I want to share this with the world. I want to blow it up, put it on a billboard on Sunset Boulevard. Mm. Yeah. So <laughs> I feel one, I'm like, wait, when it's your child, I mean, I know he's not, but to me, I'm like, you don't understand. I, I, I created another Brad Pitt. Right. I need to post his photo for validation that I have created the greatest looking human. Now he's guys, he's a baby. He's a normal baby. Like he's we have a, no yeah, idea what he's going to look like to but me. But that's what it feels like. Yeah. And I'm like, it is my duty to share this vision to with the world. No, it's insane. This, it's insane. Yeah. 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 So um, you you do hold yourself a little bit back from posting as much as you have the impulse to. Yeah, I try not to do it too. I So I found like a middle of the road kind of works for me. Great. And sometimes when I post pictures, it's not his whole face. It's like the side of his face or, you know, the back of him or something. Like, I don't know, something about that makes me feel a little better sometimes. Sure. And, um, but because like, you're in the public eye, do you feel a pressure to share? Mm, no. Yeah. I... I don't know if I do. I'm still thinking about it, guys. Still thinking about it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So like you said, you you seem a little bit selective about what you share and when you want to share the moments and the photos. Are there other um, apps or any, like, do you have private accounts? What do you do? I or, have a, yes, I have private accounts. What other apps do you have, use? Like an iCloud photo sharing? I do an i yeah, I have that for my family, like my close family. And I post a lot on that. And then I have a private Facebook and I post on that more a little bit. Of you have a private. Yeah. So I have a private Instagram. I actually. thought about doing that. We yeah. have a private Instagram that Adam runs and Albie has like no followers. <laughs> <laughs> they have to be very vetted and go through us because like I said, I'm just, the crazy thing about it is that once you do it, you've done it. Yes. But now he's eight months old, so now it's become a little bit bigger of a deal. I don't know. I, I'm really, I'm really, it's really a bizarre thing that we have to keep moving through. As he gets older and he's able to talk, do you think you'll ask him? Yeah, I think so. 
I think when he's, yeah, when he's older. Yeah. I mean. Hopefully he'll ask you to. Is he going to be allowed to have accounts? Like, are our kids going to have accounts? What are we going to do? Oh, my God. No. They're, <laughs> he's not going to have an account until he's, like, at least, I don't know, like a teenage, like 12 at least, yeah, I right? Think I have a kid that I used to babysit for who's having his bar mitzvah this weekend, and he has his own account. But he doesn't post that often. I honestly wish he posted more because I just love seeing the world through a 12-year-old right. boy's eyes. <laughs> like, I'm just like, what is your life? It's so insane. Um, I so I use the same thing. So cloud sharing and you have a private Facebook, I have a private Instagram, which yeah. I find to be, it sort of satisfies the like, look at my Brad Pitt. And I usually will post <laughs> For his 40 followers. on one of those and then kind of see how I feel. Cause sometimes mm. that takes the like, wanting the to post it on a public account ah, away. Ah, that's a good idea. But then if it's still there, I'm like, okay, I really want it. This still feels right. I really want to share this picture. Like, yeah. Do you ever think things will change where, okay, this is another thing. When you post a picture of your son, mm-hmm. do you, okay, when I post a picture on Instagram or something, I have a strong rule that I don't read comments. I've okay. just learned through like seven seasons of Scandal that like yeah. even though the majority <clears throat> of them are super lovely and super supportive, for me, a huge boundary is once I put a photo out, it's out there, I've done it, and I can't like spend the day looking through comments all the time. Okay, sometimes I totally cheat and I do. Sure. but. We're all human. Most of the time I try not to. I think it was Lena Dunham actually when she guest starred on Scandal that taught me that. Like she puts stuff stuff out and obviously she has a lot of controversial followers who hate right. or love what she does. Um, but I try not to read it because once in a while there is a very hurtful, aggressive thing. And of course that's the thing you hold on to. Have you ever had anyone say anything about your kid that you post? No. I think I... Uh do that without realizing I was doing it, especially if it was a post of my kid. I don't really read the comments. And I mean, come on, what asshole is going to say something to me? But you'd be surprised. You'd be I mean, surprised. You'd be surprised. Like, There's you just the don't know. the lowest of the low out there. Yeah, yeah, you don't even know if they're real people. Like, they might be robots or, like, yeah. who the hell I like that Instagram now puts the comments of people you follow or your friends or, like, up at the top. Have sure. you noticed that? Yes. That's, like, easier because I feel like I can scroll through the comments from people I know and love right. personally in my real life and right. maybe read a few more and then I'm like done. Yeah. Cause same. You so you to... don't really read them that much and much. I'm hopefully they're just nice. Yeah. I think with, when it's been an uh, Enzo post, they've always been super nice and sweet. And did you get any comments when you posted that people didn't like his name? <laughs> no. Did you have to, I did. Oh, I posted oh. his name. I did the post you talked about where it was just his foot yeah. It was during a scandal live tweet and it was like Albie live tweet and we had his little foot and oh, it I said the name so and like cute. what, you know, time and day he was born or something like that. Very general. Um, but I haven't done anything past that. And I, I mean, it's a much larger part of the conversation is the whole screen thing, but this is more like right. social media. Like we haven't, I, he doesn't really watch TV. Does Enzo watch TV? Oh Yeah. <laughs> See, Enzo's old. How old is Enzo? He's two. Oh, God. I'm heading down this path. Tell me about when that started. Here's the thing. We were so... When I was pregnant, we were so... Those people were like, we're not going to do screens for two years. Oh, God. I'm that person. We're going to try for two years. No screens. Nothing. And we were both, like, very adamant about it. And then we had this freaking crazy baby. 
I mean, Enzo was a super tough n- newborn. I think he our, was. He was really tough. Yeah, like didn't sleep, didn't sleep, colicky, didn't or... know how to. Maybe was a little colicky. Would just cry and cry and cry all the time. Oh god. And just and, and that's just how they come out, guys. They just that's I hate just to break it to you. Like he held I babies had enough breath. babies. He held his breath three days old. What? So he would hold his breath every time. And you time would have a he... panic attack that he wasn't breathing. No, you would. He, he would go. <gasps> And then he would hold his breath, he'd get all red, and then he'd let out a huge scream when you were, like, changing his diaper. Like, whatever made him mad. And that temper is still there to this day. Like, he just, he, he's fiery. He came like that. Good. Yep. yep. So yep. we started doing television, I think, like, just before he was a year old because... It was like around the time that he started walking, which was like around a year. And we found that at night before bedtime, when he's one of those kids, when he gets tired, he gets more hyper. He gets jacked up. Whoa. So he will like start running around the house. So when he's overtired, it's just like go time. It's like go time. Or when even when he's gearing up to like getting tired, he's like a maniac. So like he wouldn't like sit and read a book (laughs) and he wouldn't like sit and play with toys. So then one day I put on the TV because I was exhausted and then he, and then he like sat next to me on the couch and he relaxed. And then he was like a dreamboat to put down for bed because then he was like, he came down and I was like, well, we're doing TV before bed every night. Like that's it. And yeah. And now he gets, and he doesn't like super. What do you pick? What are the, what are the, and I'm (sighs) completely selfishly asking guys because I don't know So we started with Sesame Street. Oh, great. Great. That's still around? Of course it is. And it's so good. Great. And Daniel Tiger. And I think, um, some of like, like the PBS shows. So he gets like 30 minutes before bed after bath or something? Yeah. He would get. 30 to 40 minutes. To three hours. <laughs> oh, yeah. Now it's like, here's the... Well, now we can't even control what he watches because now he is two and he can open an iPad, click Netflix, scroll, what? scroll up, play, I don't like that, close, pick a new show. So now he like finds his own shows at two years old. Wow. It's nuts. Um, but yeah, now we're just like, we're a full on-screen family. Yeah. Because yeah. the only way I can ever cook a meal, yeah. get him to like chill out for a minute, yeah. and sometimes eat some food. It's just... And I'm just like, what it's I, kind of, right I, now, it's I hard. Like, it's the reality we live in. I feel like we're do just... Do you find yourself on your phone on social media a lot with him, or do you no. try to keep boundaries about that? Because I'm scared I'm going to be the mom where the kid is like miming mommy texting all the time. Do you know what I mean? Like, oh, well, like, he, or, mime, or or being like, my mommy's on Twitter all the time. He uses or like the voice feature to send texts a lot. Sure. And so he, if he ever gets his hands on a phone, he also knows how to open Siri. So he'll like op- close, you know, open Siri, keep his finger on the button. Then he's like, like holding it to his mouth because he's seen people do that. This is the world we live in. This is the world we live in. But, um, so how do you curb yourself? And I'm asking for myself and my husband. Well, he kind of trained me because he was so, he's always oh, he's been so into technology and buttons and anything like since like seven months old. And so I learned really quickly, like I couldn't, I could never have my phone out in front of him because he would try to grab it and open it. So you give yourself hours? Mad. And like, so I, yeah, I would just like keep it in my pocket where I'd hide it like behind my leg if I really need to check something. And now I'm just used to not being on my phone around him because of that. Like now if I, if he does see my phone, he doesn't grab at it because after months and months and months of telling him no, he finally gets it. Um, and it's great though too, because 
it's like this powerful thing I have <laughs> to give him if so you're I kryptonite. ever need him to like chill. In a restaurant or a restaurant airplane or something. we're waiting for the check and he wants to go in a grocery store if he wants to like run around like a maniac wow. on an airplane. See, my kid's super Denver chill change. and still at the place where he can just like lay on the floor it's amazing. and chill and he's always been very chill. So like, I mean, Adam and I get a lot of work done on our phone while the baby's like right there and I feel super bad about it. Like no, Adam and I don't. talk about it all the time. We're like, oh God, like we have to... We have to set boundaries of like, if it's your hour on with Albie, like, or however long, like you got to give him your focus. And if, and if, and if he's busy playing by himself, which is, I believe in a very good skill set for a kid to learn, like you should not be entertaining him all the time. He has to be able to entertain himself. Then I can't just like be in the background on my phone for like hours. I mean, it's just like, I don't know. And then I've just noticed so much already. I have this group of mom friends who had babies right around the time. Um, I did, and whenever the babies do something in class or whatever, everyone's whipping out their phones to capture it. Escape to summer with Victoria's Secret. Pack your bags with just-arrived swim, cover-ups, corset tops, and other sexy silhouettes. When the sun goes down, opt for bold and blingy styles, like the made-to-be-seen Very Sexy Push-Up Bra from the Very Sexy Collection, in on-trend hues like Black Shine, Green, and Citron. For a glam statement, pair them with your favorite jeans and bring the heat. Because life is better in a bikini. Rewind to the future with the VS Archive Swim Collection, inspired by Victoria's Secret's classic looks from the 90s and early 2000s. For endless out-of-office options, mix and match with Victoria's Secret's wide range of bikini tops and bottoms that offer you every type of coverage, from full to cheeky to minimal. And now, in this season's must-have shades and patterns, add the finishing touch with the limited-edition Bombshell Escape fragrance, a free-spirited take on the iconic Victoria's Secret scent. Dive into a vibrant blend of juicy guava, lush palms, and summer glow peony. Shop now at your closest Victoria's Secret store or online at victoriasecret.com. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Thinking of popping the question? Diamonds Direct has an offer you can't miss. This month only, buy a natural diamond engagement ring of 1 carat plus and receive a free natural 1 carat diamond tennis bracelet valued at $2,000. Imagine giving her the ring of her dreams and her wedding gift all at once. No one provides education, selection, and value like Diamonds Direct. Your chance to get a free tennis bracelet from your friends at Diamonds Direct won't last long. Details at DiamondsDirect.com.
Dearest listener, in a world where fashion oft neglects the true diversity of the human form, Snag emerges as the beacon of inclusivity we so desperately need. Renowned for their exquisite tights, Snag has triumphantly expanded its offerings to include garments that embrace everybody. Snag's creations are meticulously designed on a lifelike figures and refined across a spectrum of shapes before gracing our wardrobes. Clothing that not only promises, but delivers true comfort and fit, particularly of note other chub rub shorts ingeniously crafted with a moisture wicking yarn to ensure you remain at least one degree cooler and entirely free from the dreaded chafing perfect for every season these shorts can be discreetly worn under your clothes offering a delightful alternative to traditional cycling shorts whether you are at the gym hiking or simply enjoying a day in a skirt or dress they are your ideal companion remember dear listener the more you snag the more you save with free shipping on select orders. Don't delay in experiencing the fashion revolution that is snag at snagtights.us. So I worry like all my group of mom friends, you know, there's one or two that are very good about curbing it, but there are just a few and myself included, whenever there's like a huge moment in a class or Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, we're swimming for the first time or whatever. Everyone's phones are out all the time. And it's not just for the first time of something. It's just yeah. all the time. So we're constantly <laughs> witnessing our kids through our phones. Yeah. Ugh. I know. It is it is different. You seem to have a very healthy relationship with it. And that's why I'm just very impressed by your like, you're very chill it's not like the biggest deal, which is really nice to hear. Oh. I mean, you took into consideration the things, but like, you're like, this is a part of his life because it's a part of all of our lives and it's the way it's all going. So like, what are we supposed to do? I also sort of lump it in with how different his childhood is going to look from ours. Like, he's probably going to grow up mostly on the West Coast and we're East Coast people. Like, we're, you know comfortable financially and that was not our situation growing up and like you know just everything is so we grew up with like a lot of family around we don't have any family here so everything about his childhood we're both actors that's we're both actors which is weird Weird. like when hair and makeup comes to my house or you know it's weird weird. so I feel like everything about his childhood is so different and that gave us when he was a baby a lot of anxiety because we were like how are we going to do this right and how are we going to make sure that he just turns out okay and turns out to be a good person. So I think we just got to the point where we're like, we have to embrace everything that's different. And as long as he's confident and happy and independent and is a nice, good person, great. Like we did our job, you know? And social media and screens are part of that. And part part of that. And we'll like, we'll figure, you know, it's just like the TV thing. If I had a kid who totally zoned out in front of the TV and it was like the TV's literally a babysitter, I probably would get like more strict about it. But he's not. He like watches it. He's learned the ABCs from it. Oh man. I didn't teach him the ABCs. He knows the ABCs from From Sesame Street. From Sesame Street. Oh my God. (laughs) So, you know, and he sort of watches it and he plays and he comes, sees what we're doing and goes back and like, you know, it's just kind of a part of his day you know we we do do it like at the same times every day and it's a routine it's a routine and 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 I'm and that that works for him you know and so it's sort of like you just have to whatever works for him 
And David may I said a really funny thing the other day because I was now because we use the iPad for meals a lot now. But here's the thing, he eats all his freaking food. And so it's hard because otherwise he like won't eat it. He gets distracted. He doesn't stop moving in his chair. He wants to go down. He wants to eat something else. He wants to go play with that toy. Like he just is all over the place and that will kind of just focus him and sit him down. Focus him and he'll eat all his food. But I was stressing out about it and I was like, we have to, at some point, we have to stop this. This can't continue. We have to wean him. And did your husband agree? My husband goes, look, I'm not that concerned about his addiction to technology because then we have a super powerful thing that we can take from him when he doesn't behave. <laughs> there is that. There is that. He's like, we know how we're going to ground him when he's older. When he messes up, it's going to be like, give me your phone. Give me your iPad. Get like no computer time. And he's like, we've got this really powerful thing, this asset. And he's like, so I'm, he's like totally fine with encouraging the technology thing. And I'm like, okay, but no, really, we need to like get him off the iPad for meals. I think Adam would be completely down with posting a picture of Albie. I think it's, I think in the relationship, he's not pushing me at all, but like he, I think if he was with someone who was totally cool with it, there would already be a hundred thousand pictures of Albie. Like my husband is obsessed with social media. He loves it. Yeah. Um, He thinks it's an incredible tool to read about sports and things like that. Um, But I'm just still... I don't know. And now that it's become a big deal, now it's a big deal and it's a decision that I have to make. Yeah. But at some point, it's just the reality. Like, I don't want to be, like, I was in a mommy and me class where they blow bubbles at the end and all the pictures of the babies are in a group and all the, and the teacher encouraged, like, everybody take out their phones and take photos of the babies. And I was that mom who had to pull the teacher aside and all the other moms and say, I'm so sorry, but someone's going to take a photo and they're going to post it on their Facebook page and then... Um, we just don't, haven't posted pictures of my son yet. And the same thing happened. I'm in a swim class and the teacher just came out with the phone and was like, we're going to put some pictures up on the website. And I was like, I'm sorry, but we don't put pictures of Albie up. So there's already been run-ins and he's not even at school yet where I'm sure, you know, bus stop pictures and, you know, school birthdays, like it's coming. And so my question is, do I get ahead of it and post now or... I'm really interested to to be hearing from the psychologist <laughs> and know, to that learn. That's gonna be a hard one to navigate. I've like my I've had friends post pictures with Enzo in it, and I just tell them, you know, if it's Instagram or anything pub, like just don't tag me in it. Great, because um, that's a way to like get. A, I, I had the first run in with that at Christmas. Like everyone was taking photos of Albie at Christmas, and we did the same thing. I was like, don't tag. And then there were a couple I actually asked to take down, but. It's a big thing that I also am just kind of shifting through. Yeah, it sort of evolves, I think, and you feel your way through it and you just keep checking in with your gut and about what feels right and what doesn't. And Because you're right, it's a part of our life and it's going to become even more and more when they go to school. Oh, you mean when our kids are going to college on Mars and they have like... (laughs) They have iPhones like like implanted, in, implanted in, their, in their brain and their they just brain. have to like touch their earlobe and all of a sudden they're on like some whatever latest version of the internet there is. I mean, good lord. And we're going to be like, and we were freaking out about posting baby pictures. I know. Today. It's like we're teleporting to their like visiting day or whatever it is. But can we teleport? That would be great. Because like our families are on can the we? East Coast. So like if we could teleport, that would be great. Uh, also airports suck. Oh, they're the worst. I cannot thank you enough. Melissa Fumero. 
for coming on Katie's crib. You are the best. And you have been a huge help to me. Like I, like I said, I'm really inspired and impressed by like, you're just chill and a good mom. Oh, thanks man. Before we go, Melissa, is there any advice that you would give to any moms in talking about, I think you said it about trusting the gut, but is there anything else? Uh, we were just talking about this last night because as I've mentioned, we have a very, we have a tough kid. (laughs) (laughs) Not tough. He's just uh, very spirited, very passionate. Fiery. Fiery. Love it. And so the biggest uh, thing for us has been experimentation. And it's still nerve-wracking the first time I'm going to try something new with him to see if it works, whether it's related to discipline or whatever. Um, But we've had to do it so much that it's actually great. And when something's not working and you've hit a snag or you've hit a wall, you just have to try different things because they're growing and changing so much so fast. And what works for them today won't work for them a month from now. And you just, it's like scary and nerve wracking to do, but I've, I've found the best tools for my son that way. By just trying things and, and when it blows what up and it's a disaster, and then you move again. just dealing with it and moving on, being like, okay, never trying that again. But then when you find the thing that works, it's so liberating and it makes you feel so confident as a parent that that to me would be the biggest advice because it seems to be also the thing that people are the most scared to do. I am taking that piece of advice <laughs> and I will be using it yeah, on the regular. Yeah, something's not working, figure it, like... Fix it. Figure it out. Make your life. Don't suffer. <laughs> yeah, motherhood is a really big, uh, it's a really big lesson in shaking it up. Like yeah. on a daily regular. Going with the flow. Yeah. Yeah. See what works for your kid. Yeah. Thank you so much. You're so welcome. This was hugely helpful. Escape to summer with Victoria's Secret. Pack your bags with just-arrived swim, cover-ups, corset tops, and other sexy silhouettes. When the sun goes down, opt for bold and blingy styles, like the made-to-be-seen Very Sexy Push-Up Bra from the Very Sexy Collection, in on-trend hues like Black Shine, Green, and Citron. For a glam statement, pair them with your favorite jeans and bring the heat. Because life is better in a bikini. Rewind to the future with the VS Archive Swim Collection, inspired by Victoria's Secret's classic looks from the 90s and early 2000s. For endless out-of-office options, mix and match with Victoria's Secret's wide range of bikini tops and bottoms that offer you every type of coverage, from full to cheeky to minimal. And now, in this season's must-have shades and patterns, add the finishing touch with the limited-edition Bombshell Escape fragrance, a free-spirited take on the iconic Victoria's Secret scent. Dive into a vibrant blend of juicy guava, lush palms, and summer glow peony. Shop now at your closest Victoria's Secret store or online at victoriasecret.com. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. 
You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Thinking of popping the question? Diamonds Direct has an offer you can't miss. This month only, buy a natural diamond engagement ring of one carat plus and receive a free natural one carat diamond tennis bracelet valued at $2,000. Imagine giving her the ring of her dreams and her wedding gift all at once. No one provides education selection and value like diamonds direct your chance to get a free tennis bracelet from your friends at diamonds direct won't last long details at diamondsdirect.com dearest listener in a world where fashion oft neglects the true diversity of the human form snag emerges as the beacon of inclusivity we so desperately need renowned for their exquisite tights snag has triumphantly expanded its offerings to include garments that embrace everybody snag's creations are meticulously designed on a lifelike figures and refined across a spectrum of shapes before gracing our wardrobes clothing that not only promises but delivers true comfort and fit particularly of note other chub rub shorts ingeniously crafted with a moisture wicking yarn to ensure you remain at least one degree cooler and entirely free from the dreaded chafing perfect for every season these shorts can be discreetly worn under your clothes offering a delightful alternative to traditional cycling shorts whether you are at the gym hiking or simply enjoying a day in a skirt or dress they are your ideal companion remember dear listener the more you snag the more you save with free shipping on select Orders. Don't delay in experiencing the fashion revolution that is snag at snagtights.us. Um, guys, I'm so excited because we are here with Vindia Fernandez. Um, and this hot topic of all of it, social media, screen time, Instagram, Twitter, like I'm, I barely understand it for myself and the implications and, and things that are happening to me, myself, my marriage, my relationships mm-hmm. with people, and now my kid with all of it. Um, tell us what you do. That's a good place to start because, sure. whoa, I'm so overwhelmed. <laughs> um, uh, tell us what you do. Uh, so I'm a pediatric neuropsychologist, which Whoa, means... Whoa, that sounds so fancy. <laughs> it sounds fancy. Really what it means is that I do assessments with children to figure out if they're falling behind in important cognitive or academic areas. And I help parents with treatment planning to make sure that the kids are brought up to speed um, if they need to be. And... I also do some therapy. I teach so social So you have your own skills. private office. You don't like I do. work in a school, or how does it work? How do people? I have find a private you? practice. I do. I have a private practice, but I also run uh, groups where I work with parents at UCLA. Um, these are older kids, so uh, adolescents and young adults, and I help them navigate the social world. And so part of what I do is I teach how to navigate social media. Whoa! <laughs> is is coming up? Is this a thing that people are training in? Like, oh, absolutely! Whoa. It's so important, and I think it's you know especially important for adolescents who have trouble controlling their own emotions and behavior, yeah, and course. they don't always make the most wise decisions. Sure. Um, 
but this is an area that's still developing and we know very little about it in terms of Ooh. the cognitive and developmental uh, impact that social media has on the developing brain. Um, but also, you know, we don't really know what sharing um, posts about our kids. Yeah, that's does. really the yeah. kind of starting place. Like, obviously, it's beyond common to see pictures and videos of kids in our, all of our friends and family circles, right? Let's start positive. You know what I yeah, mean? And, yeah, and then fall it. from there. No, they're <laughs> positive. Like, are there any benefits to the sharing, like, and posting stuff on Facebook with your kids? Like, oh, yeah. 100%. I think for new moms, especially for any mom, um, it's so important to connect with people. You just had a beautiful baby mm -hmm. that you want the world to see. Mm -hmm. um, oftentimes, parenting can be super lonely. Oh, yeah. Right? It's such a we lonely We talk about experience. that a yeah. lot in Katie's crib yeah. and just like, you know, some people don't have a mom crew. You know, yeah. in Katie's crib, I hope we help with that in any way, you know, to make you feel in any way, shape, form less alone. So social media and being able to post pictures of your kids or comment, I'm sure there's, the plus would be the ability to share and connect. Yeah, 100%. I feel that it's um, an important way for moms to reach out to family members that might not live nearby. Mm -hmm. um, my family doesn't live in Los Angeles, so for me that's the only way that my extended family can even see my daughter and really get to know her. Mm -hmm. um, so I think there are a lot of benefits. On the flip side, now, <laughs> the risk of opening yourself up to this sort of connection, um, are there risks? Well, I imagine the risks to yourself would be any negative comments or yep. things like mm -hmm. that. Are there actual risks themselves, safety-wise, like to the kid? There are. And uh, before I say what the risks are, let's be clear. The risks are really scary, but at the same time, we need to make sure that we think about the probability of some of these things happening versus the possibility. Because if we just think of everything possible that could happen, we are going to go down into a downward spiral, right? Mm. We're going to panic. Um, it's like every time you get into your car, you don't think about the logistics of car accidents you know what right. I mean like you don't you get in the car and it's not a high risk to you because you just don't put that in your mind that's right so the same with uh, social media you know there are some risks um, anytime you post information about your child their date of birth which everybody does when they do their birth announcement on yeah, social media what's the risk with that <laughs> I think the risk is that um, an unscrupulous person could take that information and then um, identity theft is an issue. Wow. Or, um, yeah, yeah, so it can be really scary. I mean, I hear things on the news all the time and um, you would hate to put yourself in that situation, right? So you just have to make sure that you surround yourself with really honest people, that you know exactly who's in your friend group and who's following you and who actually has access to this information. Okay, so obviously there are negatives about safety issues when mm -hmm. you post, okay, there's like identity theft. I imagine that if you're someone in the spotlight like I am, it can be scary that someone knows exactly what your baby looks like and where yeah. they are at certain times mm -hmm. or places, parks they frequent, things oh, like sure. that. Um, but, you know, that's not a concern for everybody. What is a concern, I think, for a lot of people is does posting in social media and putting your kids out there, is there any proof right now of how that affects a child's development? 
so that's the scary part and and we don't know a whole lot about how this affects a child's development because as babies they don't really have much awareness about what's going on on social media right, obviously right. right but as they get a little bit older i think that's where we start to see um, kids really developing a, a sense of privacy or lack thereof um, the parent-child relationship can be affected if a child feels that that's trust, really what I'm curious. Right, to. that their trust has been violated in some way. Like if a parent oh, yeah. posts some sort of photo of the child and hasn't asked their permission, whether the photo be good or bad, like yeah, that's right. So you know, if the child is doing something that could be seen as embarrassing to them, if you're posting details about their friendships or problems that they're having, or Oof. or crushes or a significant other, those things do could be. Do parents do that? I think they do. And I think that could be extremely embarrassing for a child. And so imagine what that does for the trust between child and parent. Um, kids are starting to become aware of their own limitations, which I think is great. And I, if they're clear with their parents about what their expectations are and parent and vice versa, parents are clear about what, what they are and aren't going to post. I think that could be a real benefit. Um, so kids, I mean, early, early research is showing that kids don't mind so much when parents post things like birthdays, achievements, uh, their participation mm. on a team or a mm. club, mm. Uh, things that are pretty general. But when you get down to specifics about their life, then they, then they really don't like it very much. Um, is there harm in sharing a photo or anecdote if a child will never see the post like like we were saying like a baby like yeah so i mean i don't think that we can ever really know that they're never gonna see it right yeah because it's out there it's now. out there this is why i haven't done it yet like i'm so like we have a private mm -hmm. instagram account and we have a private photo sharing mm -hmm. icloud account for just the family and the private uh, Instagram account is of Albie is just very few followers and it's just people we know. Mm -hmm. It's just like best friends and family. Um, but the account has a complete personality. Like it's my sure. husband who runs it and it's his voice and the Instagram account is literally like as if Albie could speak. It's it's the That's greatest amazing. thing in the entire world. Yeah, but like Albie's going to see it and it's like, what is that even... Like, it, because it's out there at all, he will see right, it at some point. he will see point. it at some point. And I think I actually have to, have to have a conversation with Adam, like, saying, hey, just, like, everything you write, you know, it's very PG. And, you know, there's nothing, and I don't mean to say, like, there's no curse words or anything, but I mean, like, I don't think there's been anything yet so far that hopefully Albie would be embarrassed about, but he has to sure. think about that. Yeah. Um, so... As we're talking about, I think a lot of my friends have actually opened up social media accounts in just their child's name mm -hmm. um, while the child is still mm -hmm. a baby or a toddler. Um, and I think there's something about establishing some sort of separate identity for the baby. We're obviously voicing the baby's identity right now on his <laughs> Instagram. <laughs> um, and for others, um, I think sometimes parents are like actually promoting their kid like what are people doing that <laughs> like i i do think so i mean i think the amount of kids that are discovered now on youtube and 
you know, like Ellen has a lot of kids on that have she special does. skill sets yeah. that can dance or can sing They're or so do talented. something funny or yeah. like the apparently kid, like apparently, which I love that kid. I'm obsessed with him. But that's got to be, that all started from their parents posting. I'm sure it did. Videos of them. Like, yeah. do you ever find that that's like an ulterior motive? So I think you just hit the nail on the head. Mm. I think... Parents who choose to start accounts for their children need to think about what their motivation is for that. Mm. Um, if if the motivation is really to connect and build a community and, and have a village for yourself, awesome. That's so important. But if the motivation is, you know, fame seeking or attention money seeking or, or money, um, then we have to think about whether or not this benefits the child in any way, right? Mm -hmm. And, you know, I, I'm all for parents doing what's best for them because what's best for them is also best for the child in many respects. Um, but, you know, I think, you know, everything in moderation and we need to really be cautious about because we don't know how this is affecting kids' development. Do you find the most helpful thing to put a lot of limitations on it? Like when the kid gets to of speaking age, and understanding do most parents ask their kid if they're okay if they post this photo like how does that work Ooh, I think this varies widely from parent to parent what people do and what sh they should do is <laughs> not always aligned right so um, I, I'll just speak for myself you know I have a two and a half year old almost yeah what do you do <laughs> come on you know about her brain what do you do let's just do what you do I mean and I have and I have social media that's pretty private you know mm -hmm. uh, really just friends and family um, but I don't always ask my daughter if I can post a picture of her that I think is super cute or kind of funny. Um, I don't know what impact that's going to have of her, but I'm pretty private. And I do think about whether or not a picture could either be damaging or embarrassing to her in the future. I mean, that's just a good ground rule, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, that's a really good ground rule. I, I'm going to go over that with Adam, actually. Because, yes, our, even in our private account, I just want to make sure everything we post, you just have the thought for a minute, like, if Albie saw this in five years, do you think he'd be cool with it? And like, I feel like that's a good jumping off point whether or not to post it. Um, what about the parents who have totally opted out of social media for their kids? Like a real hard line. Can that be damaging? Like I remember I babysat in a house where the kids weren't allowed sugar. Mm -hmm. And then we would go to birthday parties and it was like insanity. Like... Like craziness, <laughs> like to, to keep somebody to say no to something on a hard line, I also feel like is sort of damaging because then you're making a thing out of something that you, you hope just can flow seamlessly in their life maybe, or do you have any, do, are you dealing with parents at all that are really hard lining it? Like we're not. Yeah. I have a couple of friends who are completely opting out of posting pictures of their children on, on social media and, um, you know, they sometimes text me pictures, but I don't feel like I know their children as well. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm. And I would love to see more. Mm. Um, but that's their choice, right? There's no good or bad. We don't try to judge each other. That's just their choice. And they're trying to be a little bit more risk averse and they don't want to take, uh, you know, they don't want to take the risk that pictures will fall into the wrong hands or be used inappropriately and I totally respect that wow wow this is so huge um we talked a little bit with Melissa Fumero too which is like a much bigger issue but like 
the extension of all these devices that we don't know about. So now we're not only talking about posting, but we're talking about phones, mm-hmm. iPads, mm-hmm. televisions. I mean, I feel like you and I are similar in age. Um, and I feel like we are maybe like the last generation where we just didn't have that stuff. Oh, yeah. And is my kid going to be like, an, like what's going to happen to him? Like, is he, <laughs> no, like I'm honestly concerned. Like, I, 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 I don't let him look at screens because yeah. I'm scared. But like Adam and I got in a huge fight the other day because we had one minute to get to my house and he was freaking out in the backseat and I was sitting in the backseat with him. And I just opened up on my phone like... I Googled like PBS, some like that makes me feel better. Like it might be, mm-hmm. you know, educational on my phone, whipped it out in front of him and he stopped crying. And Adam was like, why'd you do that? And I was like, because it's just a minute to our house. I mean, a minute won't do anything. He's like, yeah, but that's the exact reason. It's only a minute to our house. He could have just cried for a minute and I thought we weren't really showing him screens. Cool. So, oof. Like, yeah. You know, yeah. tell me, is there any development stuff research showing that the, all of this TV screen iPad thing is a bad thing is a good thing what do people recommend what, what what's happening so listen your child is not going to be unusual or odd growing up without it um, nor is some screen time going to turn him into a complete a monster okay, no, or a vegetable either way I mean I don't like to be alarmist with this stuff I mean there's pretty clear research that shows a negative impact to a child's social and emotional development if they get substantial screen time before age two that's pretty clear that's from the yeah i have heard this i'm getting goosebumps this is so good um i i have heard this from friends like for some reason the age of two is like you don't want your kid you don't want the television to be the babysitter for your kid where you're propping the kid in front of the screen eight hours a day but if the kid's having a panic attack and there's like the Mozart thing on the TV sure. where there's like bright colors for three minutes, it's not like the end of the world? It's not the end of the world. Um, what you want to avoid is using the tablet as a crutch for good parenting and limit setting um, because kids learn how to control their emotions at that age, right? And so you don't want the, you don't the want tablet to hinder to be the, the tab. You yeah. don't want the tablet to be the thing of how they figure out how to soothe themselves. Exactly, because then they're always going to turn to it. Because guess what? Childhood is full of frustration. And <laughs> 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 what about when you're in those dire situations where people are like, "We're pretty good on no screens." Like, you know, a lot of my friends who have a little bit older kids, like three, four, five, they're like, you know, maybe they get twenty minutes a day. Okay, but when we're on a plane or mm-hmm. we're at a restaurant, it's like here's your iPad. For yeah, an hour make it and happen. Half. You gotta, you gotta maintain your sanity. Is that okay? Like, what did people do twenty years ago on a plane with kids? Like, what did they do? I have no idea. <laughs> God, we should have like, a, like, what did people do? Like, who knows? Yeah, I have no idea. Well, let's ask our parents. I have no idea. They just entertain them. But the tablet really works like a charm, doesn't it? <laughs> it really works so well. Listen, I'm an expert on this stuff. I know that screen time before age two is not good for children's social and emotional development. My daughter gets some screen time, but I always try to make sure that the shows she's watching are educational. And there's actually research to back that up. So before... What um, are those shows? Like, I mm -hmm. do believe in happy mom, happy baby, right? Like, there are just some days where it is not... You do not feel great. And you are at your limit. And those 
10, 15, 20 minutes of I, I know the kid is in a safe place and watching something and I'm going to go do something else for a minute yeah. makes or breaks the day. Oh, yeah. Um, can you tell us at some point, like, just what shows aren't going... Like, what? Is it Sesame Street? Like, Sesame Street's always a go-to, right? Yes. So that's exactly <laughs> what I was going to say. So before the age of four... So in that preschool um, age range mm-hmm. between, like, two and, and like, a pre- and kindergarten, um, educational programming like Sesame Street can actually have a positive impact on a child's cognitive development and school readiness. Mm. So these shows are often teaching early literacy skills, like learning... Letter, letter, sound sure. association. Letters, yes, recognizing letters, but also letter sound associations, which mm. are the precursors to learning how to read. Mm. They're also teaching number sense, counting. Um, so there's a lot to be said for exposing your children to educational programming. And what the very earliest research is showing is that there's actually a benefit to using tablets over letting your kids watch television. What? Yeah. Set, what, what does it say? Why? I know. Isn't that crazy? So there's something about interacting with the media that stimulates your brain, uh, your child's brain um, in a way that we don't really understand yet. But it's something about the self-guided strategies. Oh, the like fact if that people have... pay, play those like educational games yeah, on their tablets educational where games. there's like games where they're... I mean, not adding and subtract whatever you know a four-year-old does. I don't know. I don't have one, but um, <laughs> yeah, all of those things are really stimulating the brain and helping them achieve those early um, academic skills that are going to help them thrive in, in in school. Crazy thing, um, kids who are exposed to um, Sesame Street, which again goes back to the television, because we have more research on television, mm-hmm. um, actually showed academic uh, gains even into high school. Really? Yeah. Wow. Can you believe that? Sesame Street is where it's at, guys. I mean, and it doesn't have to be Sesame Street, but you get the idea, right? That shows like Sesame Street that are teaching some of these these skills can be really beneficial. Wow. Um, Wow. Is there like a number of how many minutes in a day? (laughs) You know what I mean? Like... What are we looking at here? Yeah, I think the <laughs> I think the guideline and you know, we don't really know exactly what that magic number is, but I think under 30 minutes is typically what people recommend. What we want to avoid is children spending so much time on um on social media, on the games, on the tablet that they're not engaging in things like reading, right? Looking at books, exposing their eyes to text. There's something about the automaticity of exposing your eyes to text that really prepares you for fluent reading that cannot be replaced. So you got to straight up read an old school book. An old school book. That's right. And and who knows, maybe um, books on, um, oh, I'm forgetting the name of it, but you know what I'm talking about? Kindle. Kindle. There. Thank uh you. You know, that's quite possibly a good replacement, Mm -hmm. but there's something about taking a physical book that you can manipulate with your hands and um, something about looking at static pictures that really helps a child imagine what's happening. And so this is a skill that's going to help them in life, right? So for a sure, big thing for our childhood development is developing executive functioning skills, mm-hmm. right? This is a child's ability to think about something, plan ahead, organize their strategy, and then do the thing that they want to do, right? Sure, sure. Um, 
visualizing the final outcome is so important. Mm -hmm. And so all of these things are sort of connected, right? So your child's ability to imagine, to read, to, to think uh, flexibly, this is all going to help them in the long run. What do you find is like the, when you're dealing with adolescents and teenagers and things like that, is it, is it, is there just so much bullying going on and things like that? And how do we, what is the age that people give their kids cell phones and stuff? (laughs) (laughs) It varies. I think nowadays because parents are worried so much about their child's safety, they can introduce a, a cell phone even in elementary school, maybe just with very, very basic features. Yeah, people will give their kid in elementary school or something like a cell phone that only has X amount, like three numbers on it and That's they right. can't text or whatever. That's or there's right. no plan on it. It's just to call yeah. in case of an emergency or like I need to be picked up or, or something like that, correct? That's right. I think in middle school is where you start to see parents become a little bit more flexible in allowing the social media use. Mm. Um and kids are savvy. Kids are so savvy. Um, so they're thinking of apps. They're getting on apps that parents don't know about. Um, they're doing like a FaceTime thing. I forget exactly the name of you know the app that kids are using, but they they all go on and do like a video chatting Snapchat together. Snapchat or it's, it's not. I don't think Snapchat has the group feature. Maybe Marco not yet. Marco Polo. Maybe something like that. But the idea is that kids um, have instant access to one another in an unsupervised format and so that's where that's where the bullying can occur all it takes is one screenshot and all of a sudden that one private thing that you said to somebody else gets shared with an entire classroom or school it's terrifying this is a totally personal question yeah what about these these camps like you can send your kids to a camp (laughs) no i'm seriously thinking about this that you're you can't bring any social media for a month or two like this like all the kids i used to babysit for that are now 13 i have one of the kids i babysit for is having a bar mitzvah on Saturday and I can't even believe it because I had him when he was a baby and wow. it makes me feel like I'm 150 years old. <laughs> um, but like they go to camp now mm-hmm. and they aren't allowed to bring anything like tablets, cell phones, mm-hmm. nothing. Like they they get assigned a time where they have to call their parents once a week and the only time wow. their parents get nightly photos of like what the kid did all day or whatever, which is also creepy and weird. Um, is that like recommended like that there's just breaks or breaks from social media and breaks from phone and I can't imagine it would hurt I mean yeah I just I don't know I you know this is all so helpful and yet you know by the time my kid is 13 we might be like living on Pluto and there might be a tablet implanted behind the pupil of his eyelid and it's going to be like the born (laughs) identity or or minority report or something you know like this is just so yeah technology is advancing so quickly and 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 I get so sad when I see George Newborn who played Charlie on Scandal, he has three kids that are all grown up, but like his family vacation, I think he posted a photo, this is very public, he posted a photo of like his last family vacation and and it was just the three kids all on their cell phones (laughs) on different couches in the living room. And he's like, they don't get off it. You know, it's just the new normal. It is. What do you, what can you recommend for parents? This is the other thing that scares me. Adam and I run businesses through our phones, Mm -hmm. you know, we, um, and 
I get worried that I have heard that there are studies that my kids seeing me on my phone makes him feel sad or second to something or whatever. Is that true? Oh, that's a really good question. I think our own behavior, uh, you know, our children observe it and we're modeling it for them. And so they're going to learn how we interact with media. And to an extent, they're going to learn our habits, right? What I would worry about my own use of social media is that any time I'm spending with my phone, I'm not spending with my child. So there just needs to be a good balance. I don't, I don't want, <laughs> but here's the thing. I am not going to sit here and tell parents to shun social media. Yeah, I'm not no. going to do that. It's not real. It's not realistic. No, 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 no. And even though we only spent, you know, a moment talking about all of the benefits, I think the benefits are huge, right? Social media is not only a way to build community, but it's a way to access information. It really helped getting Scandal a second season. I mean, the reason <laughs> we're sitting in this house on Katie's crib is because of Scandal and Scandal was really helped out because of Twitter mm -hmm. and it has been a huge part of my life yeah huge mine too my and so I'm I'm not gonna tell you don't go on social media I'm not gonna tell you limit yourself to only the most you know relevant posts or your but, kid can't see you on or your, your phone kid can't or see you on your phone but what I will say is like just be cautious be cautious, be careful, think ahead, think about the impact that this particular post will have on your child when he's five, when he's six, when he's eight. Um, because even if you don't show them the post, a family member might. They'll, they'll say, oh, look at this funny picture of you, you know, when you were toilet training. Oh my, oh my God. God, can you imagine? Yeah, so maybe you don't show them the picture, but maybe somebody else will. And so I think we do have to be careful. Really think in that way. And That's great. That's so have, helpful. If you have any doubts about whether or not you should be posting something. Do not. Maybe do not, but maybe consult with somebody, right? So run it by a friend. I have a hard rule on that. I, I always say, you know, I always say if I have any reservations, I just don't. I just don't. Because I, 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 it's not worth it to me. Yeah, it's a good. I mean, rule that's of my own rule, but I'm like, if there's any sort of instinctual, like, oh gosh, should I, shouldn't I, should I, shouldn't I, I just like forget it. Yeah, exactly. No. You know, someone really helped me. The social media this week has been a huge help. I started this new mommy and me class, and the teacher said, it's not about being fifty percent, one hundred percent of the time. It's about being 100%, 50% of the time. Ooh, I like that. And this was a massive help to me with my phone mm -hmm. um, and social media, which is a big part of what I'm doing on my phone. Um, because all of a sudden, I was a much better parent that day. Like, I was like, 50% of the time, I can totally be 100%. I can do that. Mm -hmm. Instead of what I was doing, which was 100% of the time I was giving 50% because I'm sitting here trying to multitask as a lot of women, mothers, parents do. I'm on my phone running a business. I'm making phone calls. I'm social media. I'm posting. I'm working on Katie's crib and the kid is in the room. And I feel like I'm also then putting it down for two minutes and running over to him because he needs something or he's playing while I'm on my phone and I feel like I'm achieving both at the same time. Right. And it... And... I think it was driving me crazy. And what I found to be helpful the other day once the teacher said that was I would be on my phone hardcore for like 20 minutes while I had set up the baby in a safe place playing with something and I was out of his eyesight. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. He could hear me if he needed me, but I was really focused heavily on my phone. And then I put my phone down 
and I gave him 30 minutes of full on where I never checked my phone once. I was with him eye to eye, not even necessarily having to play in his face, but just I was really yeah. present with him. Yeah, you're present. And I was like, okay, this seems, being 100%, 50% of the time seems more achievable to me. And I think I was a better mom that day. I also think I was a better person on my phone that day. Right? Because then so, you're giving your full attention to it. Yeah. 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 I, think, I think that was somewhat helpful because it is a lot. Um, because social media and technology change so rapidly, what else, what can parents keep in mind? Are there any basic things that they should remember, you know, to help families kind of navigate? I would say just stay informed, right? Because now there are organizations and societies that have been developed for the study of the impact of technology on children. Um, a good a good site that I would refer families to is the Family Child Safety Institute. Mm -hmm. So they have a website that, you know, that is constantly exploring new developments in technology. So wow. stay informed, right? Great. Great. Make sure yes. that you understand, you know, what's out there and how it's impacting the child. Um, the American Psychological Association has the Society for Media Psychology. It's a group of psychologists that are dedicating their time to researching this topic. So sort of stay informed, uh, be on alert for new research studies coming out on this stuff. Cause I guarantee you within the next five years or so, We're you're going to see an more. explosion of research on this topic. Wow. Wow. Is there any other advice you would give? I really love your style of really not being so alarmist, which is really yeah. helpful. I mean, I think in all motherhood stuff, it's helpful to not be alarmist, but I'm dramatic and can't help it. Um, <laughs> so I just think it's really helpful to that you say things like, like, this is how we're living now. This is the way it is. It's a part of your reality. Um, and there's, you know, because they're in front of the screen for 30 minutes today versus two minutes yesterday, it's like you're not doing the worst job ever. Or if you make a mistake right. and you post something that you might regret, you know, it's a lesson to be learned later, but you're not being branded the worst parent in the history of the world. Yeah, you are absolutely <laughs> not the worst parent. And also keep in mind all the amazing advantages that your child has, right? Mm -hmm. So if you have a good vocabulary, your child is gonna have a good vocabulary. Mm. If they have access to educational toys, they're gonna to learn important cognitive skills. Same with access to uh, books and other reading materials, right? So think about all the positives that the child has. Mm. If, if the tablet is all your child has to entertain themselves, or if you're always on the phone or you know on social media, then that's when you're really uh, exposing yourself to greater risks but mm. otherwise your child will be fine <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much Vindia. this was so helpful thank you so 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 helpful thank you for being on katie's crib thank you thank you guys so much for listening to katie's crib make sure you subscribe to the podcast and tell your friends and also hit me up tell me what you think are there topics you want me to discuss thoughts Questions, comments, concerns. Thanks, guys.